Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray. I see. Hello there. I see. Now, who knows? Are you listening to this an hour early, an hour later? Who can ever keep track? But welcome to the post-daylight saving Paul and Rach era. It's I always have great difficulty with daylight saving when it first kicks off because I always assume it's earlier than it is. And next thing you know, I'm like, it's nine o'clock and I haven't done anything. I must say, I find it confusing in the afternoon. The first afternoon, that Sunday, the Monday after, Mm -hmm. you're turning around and you go, I'll do that at two. Oh no, it's three. Is it one? Is Mm. it? I get a little lost in all of that. Mm. But I must say, I always am a little weirded out by the people who just are absolutely zonked. Four days after it changes? Oh, oh, it's just throwing me out. Hang on. It's a one-hour change. I'm also not really coping very well with the seemingly overnight change in heat. Well, see, this is because you share a bed now. No, I don't. Well, maybe it's because you don't share a bed. <laughs> I don't. Plus one's gone back to his place. What I'm not oh, dealing with oh, is... Oh, do we need to no, no, no. write plus one out of the story? <laughs> no, we don't. What was this beautiful living with scenario is now... Our own space. His apartment has come back up because he was renting it out for six months. So now his tenants have moved out mm. and he's gone back into the apartment. Do you know what they left behind? Oh. A porno. No. They did. They did not. They did in his drawer because he doesn't have a television. But yeah. while they were in there for six months, they got Foxtel. So he was going through the drawers of his sideboard and there were all these <laughs> Foxtel mags. And then underneath the Foxtel mags... Porno. A porno. Was it a couple? Was it blokes? Just one. Oh, it was one bloke. Just one. No, no, no. Oh, there were a bunch of backpackers living there. But I thought to myself, that's pretty risky putting a porno in the communal, like in the dining room sideboard. By the way, isn't the headline here, somebody's still buying magazines? Yeah, that's very true. Like, you know, let's be honest, if this is the way you want to entertain yourself. But then I thought to myself, maybe they intended it to be left behind as a little gift. Oh, oh, no, no. (laughs) What, here's some used pornography? Well, I don't know, maybe they I don't think that's classified as a gift, I think it's evidence. (laughs) Really? Because I thought to myself, I couldn't work out whether it would be one of those things where old mate Hans is now moving into his place in Bondi and he has this, (gasps) the porno! My Stickenmark is back in plus one's house. <laughs> I couldn't quite commit to the full German accent. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, I have two bits of breaking medical news. <laughs> two bits of breaking <laughs> medical news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first one for the fellas here. Apparently they're growing penises in laboratories. What for? News.com.au, straight up here. Penises grown in laboratories could soon be ready for human testing after encouraging studies on rabbits. Uh, and surely there's a difference between a human one and one from a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they named a sex toy after a rabbit. <laughs> I also think, so hang on, they're growing. I mean, is this one of those horrible things? situations where poor little like bunny rabbits just got a dick on its back yeah correct like a handle yeah (laughs) we can just pick it up now they always because they always put it not where it's supposed to go like the mouse in the ear exactly when the ear was on the back of the little the little mouse exactly i mean poor little bunny rabbit it's got to try and hop around with a dick on its back for (laughs) however long imagine it at the easter show (laughs) it'd be the one in the petting zoo that really wants to be petted (laughs) (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. 
Oh, yeah, and the other bit from yep. our mates over at Mamma Mia, I've got to tell you this. For 25 bucks, you can buy vagina shrinking cream. Why are we shrinking our vaginas now? Well, this is when the, oh. the, the Majora Menorah scenario. Oh, the Majora Menorah. The Majora Menorah scenario. <laughs> is there any more ridiculous name for anything than the Majora <laughs> Do you reckon it is a bloke who's just been a bit uncomfortable coming up with any better name? Oh, uh, that's the Majora bit and the Menorah bit. Anyway, <laughs> the knee bone's connected to the shin bone. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. It was a very warm day today and uh, a mate of mine suggested that we go to the beach. And she asked me when I was coming from my place, if you go past a servo, could you just grab some ice? Now, I have to say, grabbing the ice is the most f***ing move. It's a pain in the ass. It melts everywhere. And it's one of those things where the first person to the venue always goes, if you're just on your way, could you just grab some ice? Like, it's super convenient. But this is the whole thing. A good host never says to the guests, bring anything but your own smile, okay? And it is up to you Mm. to make sure. Whoever initiated this, that the ice is already... Oh, absolutely. But then you add on top of that, we're going to a beach for the day. You're parking a million miles away. I'm lugging a bag of ice down to the beach to fill your esky. No, you don't take ice to the beach. (laughs) I mean, this is, this is, I mean, you're not there for a week. Yeah, that's a, that's a greater point. I mean, I had said to her, look, can I get out of the ice by bringing a couple of those cooler blocks? You know, out of my They freezer. don't cool anything. <laughs> I know. What a myth those things are. <laughs> I know. They have not reduced the temperature of anything they have been near ever. I don't know who, which fraud came up with it. <laughs> I know that, but I was trying to get myself out of buying the block of ice. Now. You could always just say, no. <laughs> no. See how quick that was? True. Did you bring some ice? No. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Quick one, Rach, because I have been busting to yell this on Twitter, Facebook, and I'm not going to do it on Sky News tonight on Paul Murray Live. Mm. The booing of the Prime Minister is not a thing. Like, the internet news websites, because they're all a bit anti-Tony Abbott. And Mm -hmm. I know we don't do politics here, but I'll just rant this. They've all gone, Prime Minister booed at the Rugby League Grand Final. Every Prime Minister in the history of ever gets booed at sporting events. Every Premier, it's it's so boring. Mm. There would be news if, say, Tony Abbott was maybe bitten by a cup snake. Correct. Or something like that. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) But being booed, how was the footy, by the way? You know, this is the funny thing about the football grand final and football in general and actually generally sport. I was completely unaware there was even a grand final on until I started to see people with the Rabbitohs jerseys and stuff hanging up in their car. It seems to be surprising that something so massive for so many people could just not exist. I like that about popular music. Now, you know, a couple of days ago, I took uh, my young nephews out to Wet n Wild, loved it. So I turn on, you know, I turn on Kiss, that's, you know, the Colin Jackie O thing, I'm assuming that's what the kids are into. Yeah. One song, two song, three, no idea. And I'm trying to sort of be the cool uncle going, yeah, who's this? Mm. And I'm sort of, you know, sometimes when the radio says, you know, this song's by Ja Rule, <laughs> oh, how good's Ja Rule? Yes, Ja Rule hasn't brought out a song since 1996. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. 
I know I've done a lot of gear about the hot weather and going to the beach. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> this is the first weekend of October. Mm, We've got mm. podcasts planned all the way. That's true. All the way through. Yeah, it's just going to be like the Paul and Rachel's version of Bondi Rescue. Now, I went to the beach uh, today and the thing I wanted to know was, has anybody in the history of swimming outside of the red and yellow flags ever heard what the lifeguards are saying on their megaphone. You know how they drive up on their little buggy and they've got a megaphone attached and they always talk into it like the person isn't swimming in the middle of the ocean, bobbing up and down underwater in a crowded beach where everybody's screaming. Like today somebody rolled up and he was on the megaphone. He's like, "Uh, guys, I've spoken to you about this before. Can you move out of the water, please? You have to go down to the red and yellow flags. It's not safe to swim here. If I had a word of that when I was out in the ocean, it would be a goddamn miracle. But most people, including occasionally us, Mm. Mike Technique people, Mike Technique, you know, the people who work at Franklin's, Coles, whatever, Safeway, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you not been in the ocean before and you sort of hear a glimmer of like a whistle or something and you think, you know, I Mm. never know if it's me they're talking to. But also there's this part of me that while I know it to be deeply dangerous, once Mm. I have made the decision to swim outside the flags, yeah. I think it's okay if the lifesavers just let me go. Totally. Because you, we couldn't be more direct yeah. in telling you. We've got flags, we've got blokes with little hats on, that's where everyone else is swimming. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Captain, f***ing go your own way. You reckon, you reckon just floating with the rips, fine. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. The old saying, everyone's a comedian, Rach. Mm-hmm. No, bullshit. Everyone's a movie critic. You know, I count myself in this. You go see a movie, just bash out a little tweet. So yep. I just went and saw, you know, just before this very podcast, mm. went and saw Gone Girl, the new one with David Fincher, uh, by David Fincher, who What'd made Fight think? Club. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. It ain't great, though. So I just wrote, bit disappointed, not one of Fincher's best, won't say any more, but see it early. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Instantly, people write back. I didn't mind it, Paul. You're 100% wrong. It gets four out of five stars from me. I don't care! <laughs> I don't give a f- about your star system. I don't care. <laughs> Admittedly, you probably don't care that I have an opinion about the movie. Yeah. But the whole point is, I've just pushed that boat out to sea, mm. and that's not a conversation. <laughs> it's just me saying something, and you kind of heard it. Mm. It's opinion. And last time I checked, opinion is incredibly personal. Oh. You know... I have hated plenty of films that everybody thought was amazing. Like, for example, that what was that? No, (laughs) the Land Before Time. No, Ewoks Caravan of Courage. Meeting Llewellyn Davis. Oh, that was rubbish. That got incredible reviews, and that was the big. And this is because it's Coen Brothers. Everyone's it's everyone showing up. Oh, 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 it's Coen. I I, I understood it all, everyone. This is like the love of the Beatles. You know what? I really dig a fair few of the Beatles songs. There is some stuff there that I reckon is shit, yeah, but yeah. you're not allowed to say it because it's the Beatles. And one more thing, mm. okay? If you think that movie reviewing is telling three quarters of the plot but leaving out the end, <laughs> Margaret and David do this all the time. Yeah, It'll be a four-hour movie and they'll say, well, Rachel meets Paul and then Paul and Rachel fall apart and then Rachel and Paul get back together and then... I was very convinced by the twist at the end. Thank you. (laughs) Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. I know you're not going to have any interest in talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. The Bachelor. 
Now, the thing about this is, and I know you, we don't have to go into the ins and outs of The Bachelor I'm per trying se. to be supportive. I know you are, but what I'm going to I'm say I'm disinterested, is, but I'm supportive. You know, <laughs> you know when you have those friends who start a relationship up and they either get engaged in a month or they move in in three weeks and you're just like, if you genuinely want to be with this person forever, then you've got a long time. Yeah. There's no rush on this business. Just chill out. Now, I will say... The getting down on one knee and proposing in the final episode of a television show where you have only seen this person eight or so times singly with cameras on you on safari in South Africa. You know what? Say, Sam, Hmm. you're the one I choose at the end of this. Let's go back and see how things go in the world. Well, you're popping down on one knee. Yeah, but what what, what what an anticlimactic way to end a TV show. Who do you choose to pay a bill with? (laughs) Like, it's not quite as romantic as will you come home with me forever. It's, you know, come hang out and let's go do the shopping. But the bad thing about that is, is if you set the bar at will you marry me, I have absolutely no doubts. It's you and me forever. You are the Mm. one for me. And the very next day, you're not interested anymore. But see, I think that the whole premise is slightly flawed, you know. It should be real-life tests of a relationship. So an entire episode should be The Bachelor with each of the girls coming through and sharing a doona. Actually, as I mentioned before, go to Coles, go to Woolies, Mm -hmm. because that is just one of the unglamorous, boring, do you want soy milk? Oh, I don't know. Why have you got those biscuits? You get them to go through Ikea, buy a full lounge room full of flat pack furniture, put it together and see if they can survive. The other thing that I have to say about the casting of The Bachelor, stop casting at hen's nights. I've known... A lot of men in my life, I've never met anyone that's been a topless waiter in their past, and we're running two from two 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 on this show. In a national search. In a national search. But also, if I may, I'm just going to sharpen the shiv for a second Mm. here and just go bang, bang to Channel 10. The whole thing is obviously a massive stitch-up, because what are they doing? The Bachelorette, based around the Sheila. Because remember, he he had an earpiece in most of the time. Did he? Yeah. He did not. These are are rumours in the television business, definitely for the rose scenes. I just wasted hours of my life and my IQ to this show, and, they, and this is like an earpiece. But I don't want anyone to think that I'm sitting here just, you know, going, "Oh, Rachel and her silly little, silly little TV show." I'm wearing a Paul Heyman wrestling T-shirt. <laughs> okay, yeah. so like you can have the Bachelor, I'll have Monday Night Raw, okay. as long as at some point we watch SBS News for maybe a second. <laughs> want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. You. Rach, I'm, I'm a little all over the shop today, and uh, it's because I've lost me keys that are the keys to my 83 Commodore, both of the keys on one key ring. <laughs> I know, it's genius. <laughs> both of the keys to, to the front door, gone. Everything's gone. I've rung around, I've checked, I've gone everywhere. I even got the car cleaned today in the hope that they would just pop out from somewhere. Keys missing, gone, ta-da. So hang on, you've gone, you've left the ca- house, mm-hmm. you've locked the house, mm-hmm. you've gotten in the car... Mm-hmm. Then you've driven somewhere, but then how do you drive back in the car if you've lost the keys or have you got two sets of... I'm so Look, confused. there's a certain amount of magic involved here, okay? There's a certain amount of magic, but effectively speaking, we're into this world where tonight when I finish work, show finishes at 10 o'clock, I'll yabber, I'll do whatever, I'll back and forth, might even drop somebody home, it'll be midnight, oh. which means I have to turn up at midnight tonight, bang, 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 oh, no. to my missus who's got insomnia. Oh. So the second I wake her up, 
she's going to be talking to me until I fall asleep. So while I love her, it's more about me not being able to fall asleep. You know what you need in times like that? Remember in the 80s when we had those whistling key rings? Yes. Whatever happened to those? My entire childhood Mm. is peppered with the sound of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Beep, beep. But also there's that thing where I don't need to find my phone app. My phone is never stolen yeah, and rarely lost. Mm. Uh, but find my key. So I'm sure there's some app for it already, but it just shits me. But you say that now, but these, something like this may happen. I was up on the Central Coast staying with a bunch of Plus One's friends and we'd hired out like a rental property. Did they judge you? I think that they were judging me, as naturally they all would. And did you decide to go in and go, I'm going to put on the big show? No. I'm going in and going, hi, everyone. No. No, or no. were you slowly saying to him, I won't be judged by this? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I feel like when you, when people know that you work in media, there is a preconceived idea that you are going to walk in as that person and it's going to be the me show from beginning to end. Yeah. And it's always nice to prove otherwise. Yeah, you know? correct. But we were all asleep. And, of course, on the Central Coast, it's kind of still 1986 in a lot of ways up there still. And people leave their doors unlocked. Oh, how good is it? Right? Now, in the middle of the night, Bloke walks in in a hoodie, oh. and one of the girls in the bedroom wakes up thinking it's somebody, clearly, because, of course, the first thing you think is not going to be that well, we've got a burglar. Well, it's a yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gets up and goes, hello, and the guy bolts. <gasps> Was going to steal everything. So you could have your phone stolen. These are these kind of moments. So you on. don't plan for this. But hang on, you're telling me that all of this time people waste on self-defence classes, karate, and all the rest of it. <laughs> you don't need to buy a gun, don't need to buy a knife, you just have to say hello. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Paul and Rach. I went shopping for some air freshener this oh, week. Oh, yes. What not, size? Not for my What size? Oh, sorry. I imagined you were saying something else. <laughs> not for my house because I'm not a fan of air freshener. I use matches. It might be a little bit tight-ass to some other people, but matches burn up a smell. We've had this conversation before. Air fresheners purely coat the smell in a fruity fragrance so it's fruity poo. That's it. I am going to tell this to people. If you want to get rid of the cigarette slash cigar smell from a car, Glen 20. Glen 20, leave everything closed, let it bake in the sun, you get in, Gone. fresh as a daisy. Well, I went shopping with uh, with my boss and I noticed that Ambipur <laughs> have a new range of air fresheners. Ooh. One of the things that I love most, especially since I've been doing a little bit more writing for advertising agencies and stuff, is that you start to notice things on packaging that just normally happen by magic. But when you write these kind of things, you realize... Holy shit, someone decided to write that and thought it was a good idea. I always think this whenever I see a Pantene uh, shampoo bottle. I think that's what we're into at the moment. Mm. And Is that the one with increased fructuriescence or oh, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just made up words. Totally made right? up words. Like we're the world's number one source of fructuriescence. <laughs> well, what's number <laughs> <Great>. four? <laughs> so the Ambipur have come out with a new range called Air Effects. Oh, let me take you through a few of the Kiss, flavors. Metallica, New Year's Eve. <laughs> that somebody has chosen to name okay. the Ambipur range. So this so, is this is the stuff that's made it through a meeting mm-hmm. and got a tick. Yeah. So we've got. I mean, this is your pretty stock standard. We've got Spring Renewal. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've got your meadows and rain, which can, you know... Meadows and rain. (laughs) Rain Not just meadows, not meadows post-rain, meadows and rain. No. Then we've got linen and sky. What does sky smell like? (laughs) 
What the hell does sky... I mean, it depends on where you are, right? In Beijing, sky smells shit. Yeah, correct. You know, in the middle of Blue Mountains, sky smells pretty nice and like somebody somewhere nearby has lit a fire. Exactly the same for linen. Yeah. Like sometimes outside, <laughs> yeah. beautiful, sometimes in you know, heavily populated nations, but perfect. Exactly. Maybe you haven't changed the linen in a week. Linen, linen and sky. Linen and sky. Okay. Then we've got rocky springs and cool. <laughs> That's not even grammatically correct. Yeah, I understand you can make up words like fructary essence. <laughs> but you can't say that a feeling yep. is a smell. Yeah. Well, what about this? Lavender vanilla and comfort. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, late last week, had the chance to uh, go and see our mates from the Triple M Grill team, and I was lucky enough to be one of the people who does the did the No BS Lunch. Oh, yes. They've like, been doing that for years, and it's great. They yeah. always have a few beers, tell a few stories. Super secret stuff, and I'm not going to break any of that uh, here, apart from one little teensy-wincy bit, mm-hmm. which was Slash was the big guest. Ah, right? at, the, at the lunch. At the lunch. Pretty awesome, That's right? Great, huh? yeah. Pretty awesome. Anyway, he comes out, and he's just a massive, like he's an awesome star. Mm. All the questions were asked of him. He was told, there's no tape, there's nothing, no one's going to know what's going on here. But he didn't go, well, anyway, let me tell you about this, Sheila, in London. So he didn't reveal anything. Most of these people never do. About those celebrities, has there been anyone who just just straight batted? You tried your best, but they weren't douchey, they just didn't play. You know what I was really disappointed in? Because we had a really good chat with Jason Bateman when we went yeah. and met him years ago. And so I interviewed him again for the film that he did with Charlie Day and Jason Sudeikis. Horrible bosses? Horrible bosses. And the three of them came together as a package. You think it's hard to get into the cool group in high school. I was immediately transported back to the high school playground when the cool kids are talking and you're all, hey guys, um, can I talk to you about things in maths? And they've got no interest in you, but the problem is you've got to get through and a half minutes out of these chumps because it's your job. Conversely, have you ever had the scenario where uh, it wasn't quite an interview but the bloke was just being a little bit too interested in you? Well, see, Tommy Lee, after our interview... you know, asked for my email address. Oh, hello. And then emailed me about a gig he was doing that night. But, yeah. But you see, the, the the strange thing about this is... You've never told me this. Well, this is the thing, right? You know, when Tommy Lee invites you to a gig he's doing, yes. then you go to the gig, right? Yes. You turn up to the gig. And you did? And I did turn Thank up to the goodness. gig. Right, okay. Now, when I got to the gig, he sort of waved at me in the audience. Oh, hey. It was cool, right? Then he was like, you know, he said, well, I'm going to go out afterwards and, you know, we'll go and get some drinks, like, with the crew and whatever. And I was you like... You were in the is... circle, sweetie. But this is what... But then, of course, what happens is the gig finishes, he's backstage, you're front of stage... I'm not going to stand around like a twit and wait there. I think there is an expectation. You're supposed to show a little initiative. Maybe go and knock on a stage door, say, hey, uh, Tommy said we were going to hang out after. But I can't bring myself to do it because you... So I went home. No. Yeah, I went home. Tommy Lee with his sex swing and all the rest. Of, and, and you couldn't just go tap, tap, tap. Well, I just think he was being polite. Email him right now. He's also got hepatitis C. Okay. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au.
on uh, Friday again, part of the, the No BS Lunch thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably not supposed to tell this stuff, but anyway. Oh, it's all right. He, uh, the whole setup was to replicate the experience of going to a grand final, okay? So you go through the side doors, you end up in the change rooms. How awesome is this? You go up out through the tunnel, everyone's cheering and chanting. Yeah, it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a very thorough event because blokes were paid to do nothing but walk in and out of the shower. What? Seriously. So but, so there was guys who were at this thing who for two full hours did nothing but walk in and out of the shower and they're just standing there going... What, in the nude? Exactly. So hang on, the, the BS lunch was in a, in a locker room? No, no, no. You go through all the locker rooms and everything and then you go upstairs to the lunch. But before you go through it, part of the experience is that you get to experience what it's like to be in a real-life locker room. I hate to break it to the Triple M Grill team because I know that they are true blue Aussie blokes who like their blue-collar business. They have just done an installation. Oh! (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. All right, that's our little potty. Thank you very much for listening to us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Remember, Facebook, Twitter, all the rest of it. You can find me uh, during the week on the telly at uh, Paul Murray Love on Sky News. Rach pops up on the project every now and then, and you should always keep your eyes peeled for anywhere that you see a hot Sheila, because it might be Rach. <laughs> Just walk up and tap her and say, are you the Paul and Rach fugitive? And they'll go, no. Please leave. Give me money. We have none. <laughs> uh, now, it is time for story time. We have had a great number of guests oh, over the last few weeks. Plethora of them. Plethora. And um, this week, you know, Julia Gillard came back into the news again because, of course, she sat down with Ray Martin to have a bit of a chinwag. She's got about, a book out. Yes. Doing a lot of work. And I'm very pleased to say that we have done a exclusive book deal where Ms. Gillard is going to do an audio book reading of a story from Picture or People magazine. This is Rachel's story time with special guest, former Prime Minister Julia Gillard. Oh, excuse me, Paul, you haven't given me a safe word. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. All right. It's misogyny. I recently came home early from work to find my wife kneeling in front of my best mate, Gary, oh. giving him misogyny. <laughs> they didn't see me, so instead of giving them the boot, mm. I watched the whole thing. It got me so excited oh. to see Deb's misogynies oh. and misogyny doing what I knew so well, but on a different misogyny. <laughs> this is so creepy. Her tongue worked its oh, magic no. and Gary got the full treatment. I watched more as they misogynied on the carpet, her misogynies <laughs> misogynying into his misogyny as she grasped with his... This is the real, real Julia. <laughs> I had a raging misogyny by oh. that point and knew I had to join in. Did you, Jules? Fancy seeing you here, I said to Gary. Surprisingly, he wasn't shocked at all. He just laughed. We were waiting for you to arrive. Oh, I high-fived Gary and went around to the front of Deb so she could give so she could give me a misogyny while Gary misogynied her from misogyny. Oh. We gave my wife the misogyny of her life and she repaid us by misogyny oh, both of it. our misogynies no. at the same time. I think I could get used to this kind of welcome from Deb when I come home instead of the usual plain old dinner on the table. (laughs) Thank you, Julia. Her book, My Story, is available in discount bins all over the country. You're listening to Paul and Rach.